Frequency Cast. Startup in progress. Hi, and welcome to Frequency Cast, the UK's digital TV and technology show. At Frequency Cast, it's our mission to keep you up to date with today's tech, answer your questions, and keep you entertained along the way. Our shows are driven by your feedback. You decide what we talk about, and we'll do the rest. Here's what we'll be looking at today in show 100. A look back at eight years of TV and tech. We talk to Samsung about portable media sharing. All change for the way you cross the Thames. Kelly might be right about thermal kettles. Plus, Red Rat, Red Bull and radio. First off, here's Pete with the latest TV and tech news. Frequency cast, now loading, news. First up, the story of the moment continues to be eBay. If you haven't done so already, don't forget that you need to change your eBay logon. The passwords, date of births and addresses of up to 145 million customers were compromised earlier this year. And last month, their service was struggling to cope with millions of users logging on to change their details. A helpful article on the Inquirer website suggests that you also change your name by deed poll and move house, just in case. Next, could the Star Trek Universal Translator soon be a reality? Microsoft has just announced plans to launch a beta of Skype Translator, following decades of work with speech recognition and translation technology. When released later this year, this will enable real-time language translation on Skype calls. Coming soon, True TV. This channel is a big hit in the US, looking at real-world characters funnier than those you'll find in sitcoms. Expect this to be free to view in the UK in the coming months. Also coming soon, this time to Sky, the channel that gives you wings. Yes, Red Bull TV is on the way. Next, if you're thinking about getting yourself Google Chromecast, the HDMI dongle that turns your telly into a smart TV, see the link on our show notes for a voucher that drops the price to just £25 and gives you a £4.99 play voucher. You're welcome. Next up, news of the first Braille phone. We met the team at OwnPhone at Gadget Show this year, who showed us their range of phones for kids and the elderly, with just a few buttons for selected contacts. They've now released a customizable Braille version that uses 3D printing. Clever. Link on our show notes. Some sad news for the fans of the Guardian Media Talk podcast. It's coming to an end after eight years. It launched when Frequencycast started and has been a great source of media news and gossip. Sorry to see you go. Next, some good news for Freesat customers, as the first Movies on Demand service has been announced. The service will be from Curzon Home Cinema, the UK's leading independent cinema group, and will allow free-time customers to watch some films on the day they're released in the cinema. And finally, what's been making us laugh this week? They do a certain biscuit there, you can't get it anywhere else. BBC Local Radio at its best. A minty biscuit, and it's got two halves, chocolate on the top and okay, we've, we've, we've got, on the bottom. We've got the biscuit. Catch the full phone call on our show notes. Exactly. I've, I've eaten the biscuit. Don't get me wrong, I've had it. I've had one before. And they're jolly nice. I'll put the kettle on. 
Thanks, Pete. For more TV and tech news, go to frequencycast.co.uk forward slash news or follow us on Twitter and Facebook. OK, well, the orange one isn't so nice, as okay. I say, the minty one, really. Frequencycast, now Well, 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 show 100. I know, I've been waiting for this moment. I'm so excited. 100 frequency casts. Oh, I know. And I think we can't really not mark this occasion without a little look back in time, can we? Oh, no, it'd be rude not to. In the last show, we read out an email from Julie Eurobuff. Kelly, just remind us what she had to say. Julie said, I think it would be a good idea to go back to the time when the first show was made to see what technology did or didn't exist and see how the world has changed. You know, here at Frequency Cast, we love that idea so much. That is what we've done. And we've been trawling back through those shows. So we launched back in April 2006, which is, it doesn't actually seem that long ago, but it's interesting to find out what the world was like back then. I know, it's absolutely crazy, even thinking about what I was doing then. I was digging through some of the archives and also generally having a look at what I was using myself as tech back then. A little bit of show and tell. You haven't seen the contents of my bag yet. Now, to be fair, this is actually old tech. I was still using this in the years up to us launching. That was my mobile phone. Oh, my God, you had an Ericsson, and that is like a brick. To be fair, we're talking 2002, 2003, I was still using that. The reason this is such an important phone, it's the SH888, and the important bit was this here, that little window there. Do you remember we used to use that? No. Infrared. That's how we used to do our connections. Oh my God, infrared. I forgot that even existed. That's absolutely crazy. And about two years before we launched, this is how I was doing my data. My little Scion Revo, which of course had a keyboard to the 888 to do dial-up internet. Fortunately, by 2006, we'd just got 3G and we were beginning to see the very early smartphones. A pocket PC. <laughs> yeah, the O2 XDA. So uh, it did have uh, a data connection. It was only 2G. And of course, thinking back, 2006, no such thing as the iPhone, no such thing as Android back then. So uh, this, was, this was cutting edge back then. Do you know what I used to have that was even worse than this? I actually had one of the phones that got the first camera, but it was separate, so you used to clip it on. I actually remember having that and thinking I was so up-to-date and cool. So uh, 2006, when we started the show, there was no such thing as Twitter. That is just crazy. I mean, to be honest, I remember back, and I think 2006 would have been around about the time... I got started on MySpace and Bebo it used to be then. Yeah, MySpace and Bebo. Facebook was around, but only very, very limited, only for sort of large corporates and for colleges and things. So it uh, wasn't really a mainstream platform. And yeah, MySpace was where it was all at. Uh, YouTube had just launched. You imagine that YouTube's been around forever. That had only just launched. I thought that that was earlier than MySpace. And uh, the top phones of the day were the Nokia 1600, the BlackBerry Pearl, the Palm Trio 700 and the Motorola Q. I don't even remember any of those. That's how bad they must have been. And three words beginning with I didn't exist. The iPhone, the iPad and the BBC iPlayer. And of course we were using the uh, lovely operating system that was Windows XP because Vista hadn't been born yet. Can you imagine doing a film back to the day? So we launched and our very first show was a 10-minute show back in April 2006 with me and good old Carl, of course. And here is a little look back. Welcome to Frequency Cast, 
My name's Carl, and here's our resident technologist, Pete. Hi there. So, Pete, tell us a little bit about this uh, frequency cast. Our plan is to try and cover a whole range of technologies, including digital TV and radio, internet, mobile phones, PDAs, and handheld sat-nav equipment. So, here's what's coming up in our first frequency cast. A look at what's new in the world of TV, radio, and the internet in the UK. We'll focus in on a new technology, and today we're looking at an IPTV whatever that is. And finally, a look at some questions in our postbag. Let's get started with the news. Frequency cast. Now loading. News. First off, we've now got some news in of the BBC's plans for HDTV in the UK. Testing starts in May 2006 with the BBC's first HD broadcast. On- Hi, this is Dave Prowse, Darth Vader from Star Wars, and you're listening to Frequency Cast. So what else happened in 2006? Well, Sky HD launched... Talk Talk went to free broadband, which was a big deal at the time. Top Up TV launched their Anytime hard disk service. We looked at the Lobster. Do you remember the Lobster? No. I'm glad you said that, because I've got one there. That was the first phone with a TV receiver in it. You remember that now? We've looked at this before. I do remember this. Wasn't this equally as awful? It was quite clever. It had DAB radio and TV on it, and it was sort of worked, and it was Virgin that brought the thing out, but... Uh, it crashed and burned, and that was the end of it, but uh, it's a good idea at the time. What else do we have? BT Vision was announced. Hadn't actually launched yet, but they'd made the first announcements about it. And, and this is classic, our first show. We warned people that in a couple of years' time, there might be something called the digital switchover coming. Oh, my God. When you think of how much airtime that's been given since. Oh, fantastic. I can't believe that. And we did a review of the BT Home Hub 1. And, of course, we're now at the BT Home Hub 5. That takes us on to 2007. A famous games console launched. The Nintendo Wii. Oh, my gosh. There was another social network platform that launched, Second Life. Do you remember that? Where you could have little avatars living in the virtual world? I do remember that. I remember a lot of people getting hooked on that that year. The iPhone came out in June. It was only a 2G phone, so it didn't have 3G, even though 3G was around at the time. Available in 4, 8 and 16 gig with a classic 2 megapixel camera. And to be fair, it did shake up the whole world of mobile phones, so full credit to it. Vista came out in 2007. And there was an announcement that Channel 4 would be launching a series of dab radio stations that never launched in the end, but there you go. Oh, well, that's probably for the best, to be honest. 2008, BBC iPlayer. And again, that's something that feels like it's been around for a while. It really does. I can't believe that that was, really wasn't that long ago at all. And of course, in the news on the last show, we reported that it's about to switch to 30 days worth of catch-up instead of seven days, which is good. Also, we uh, took a look at ebook readers. We had the Sony Reader back then. The Kindle had just launched, but it was only available in the US. So we had to wait a little longer for it over here in the UK. Or well, the US get everything first. It's not right, is it? Although the new series of 24 we got at the same time as they did. Is that it? That's what you're comparing it to? The new series of 24? And that's probably only because it was filmed in the UK, wasn't it? This is true, but it does have Yvonne Strahovski, Sarah from Chuck in it, so I'm happy. Of course you are. As soon as there's a pretty lady, you're happy. That takes us on to 2009. The first Android phone, the Google G1. Do you remember that? No, I don't, but I'm just cheering for Android. Well, here it is. Out of my bag. I have one. There you go. Oh, my God. Go on, slide the keyboard out. This just looks so old. So old. When was this? 2009. That wasn't even that long ago. 2010, we covered our first gadget show up in Birmingham. And also in 2010, there was talk of Project Canvas, which was a grouping of various different TV companies to form something that later, of course, became UView. 
So uh, again, that was quite a long time ago. And Sky launched its first 3D channel, which has never really taken off over here, has it? No, not at all, has it? And uh, I'm not going to cover the uh, the more recent years because I think our listeners are probably up to speed with what's gone on. But things like uh, power line adapters, uh, 4G, of course, fitness trackers and wearable tech was a big thing for us. Uh, and also IPv6, the new internet standard. So quite a lot has changed, but... Uh, Really, eight years doesn't seem that long, but quite a lot's happened, doesn't it? A hell of a lot. I mean, my biggest shock really is the social media platforms and iPhone. To think that there wasn't an iPhone when you started is just crazy. So what about us? As I said earlier, we started as a a little 10-minute show once a month just to see whether anyone was interested. And uh, over time, you know, based on the feedback that we've got from the audience, it has grown and we've put more effort into it. We've done more content, we've done guides, updates, all sorts of other things. We're now syndicated on several radio stations across the country and around the world, which of course is good for us. We've got our 24-hour streaming radio station available on streaming internet radio and on the PC. And we launched some iPhone and Android apps. They never really got a lot of traction, but we've, we've put them out there. And of course... We are award winners. We are. I'm so happy. Next up is the UK. The winner for the non-profit is Frequency Cast, the UK TV and tech podcast. And I can see one of the awards on the mantelpiece over there. And of course, when we launched, it was with Carl and me. Carl, of course, is still around. He does occasionally make guest appearances. He was up at Gadget Show with us doing some interviews. So he's still about. But of course, we now have the gorgeous Kelly. Hello. Hello. You joined us in 2011. And that was our second Gadget Show we met you. And you were doing some tech stuff, weren't you? Nothing to do with us. We just happened to recruit you on the spot, didn't we? It was a happy coincidence, really. I was there with uh, NeuroSky and we were launching um, a new consumer product. So it was a very exciting time and we had just broken a Guinness World Record. And through the archives, I found your first appearance. Oh no, you haven't. Oh dear, how embarrassing. Let's have a little listen. So you've tested Carl's brain. Does it give you a size? Yeah, it gives actually a, a sign that the brain exists and the size is quite big. But we are, we are now trying to see how smart he is, not only the size. Now, is size important, Kelly? Size is always important to any girl. <laughs> His retention level was, was in sort of the bottom third area. And had he been in a second grade class setting, and if I would have been his teacher, I probably would have said, you need to go back and study last night's lesson. I think he's a lost cause, in all honesty. <laughs> I don't think I pulled Kelly. She says I'm small, and I haven't impressed with my brain power. I mean, nothing's going on here. Hi, I'm Jason Bradbury from uh, The Gadget Show, and you're listening to Frequency Cast. So after that, we recruited you a few months later to help out with some Christmas gadget shopping. And you found a monkey, if I remember. Does that ring any bells? And some Marmite. Yes, oh God, oh, the Marmite chocolate. That was disgusting. Here we have the Marmite chocolate. I'm a little bit dubious, if I'm honest, as to how this will go, especially as we don't have a drink or anything else to take the taste away afterwards. Okay, who's first? Kelly, you go first. Give me and Carl a chunk in the front here. It smells bad. It tastes revolting. Oh, actually, I'm not... Oh, it's... I don't, I'm not sure, actually. Ow. I'm... Oh, it's wrong. It's not right, is it, Kelly? Oh, no, that is wrong. And I love Marmite and chocolate. It almost tastes like mustard. I know what you mean. This isn't right, is it? Oh, that's... Really not right. And I'd like to say that this was your idea. It's revolting. Here, give me some more. 
And around that time, I managed to get my first amateur radio license, and uh, you were challenged by a listener to do the same. So you got your license in 2013. So uh, are you uh, ready for your intermediate yet? Oh, I don't know. Do you think I am? Um, we could put you in for it and see what happens. Oh, gosh, of course. You're just happy for me to take on any challenge like that. It means you don't have to. And uh, you've had some good times, haven't you? You've, uh, you've, you've done all sorts of daft things. You've done the uh, uh, various reporting on various events. You've been up to Gadget Show more times than you care to remember. Any classic moments spring to mind? Oh, there's loads of classic moments. I mean... The Crystal Maze by far was one of the best ones. I mean, you quite literally throw me onto any product so that you don't have to demo it. So unicycles, electric bikes, whatever it is. But my, my favourite thing, I think, since I've joined was winning the award. I remember phoning you when we got the news and I think you maybe deaf in the left ear for about half an hour with your scream. The European Podcast Awards were announced this morning for 2012, and we are the UK's number one non-profit podcast. Yes! I would actually scream a lot louder if I wasn't in the middle of the street and already getting a few strange looks. So there you go. Do you think we'll still be here in another eight years' time for show 200? Oh, I certainly hope so. We'll be looking back saying, oh, do you remember the iPhone 5 and the Samsung Galaxy? And we used to use those big tablet computers instead of using Google Glass. We can't do that because we're going to start to sound like old, old biddies. You speak for yourself, dear. <laughs> I'm Mark Wing Davy, a.k.a. Zephod Beeblebrock, and you're listening to Frequency Cast. Good luck. Anyway, we can't just sit here and reminisce for show number 100. We do have to bring you the latest tech. And we have an exclusive here. We've got a nice little interview with Samsung, no less. They're big and, and, and gadgety and everything, aren't they? They are. And that's the phone I have. So finally, we've got some Android love on the show. Now, you're going to love this product. You're a big Android fan. You're also a fan of movies and downloaded content and everything else, aren't you? Massively. This new product is awesome you are going to want one and we caught up with david klensky who is the product line director for samsung to find out what it was this product is called samsung wireless it is a mobile media streaming device that lets you carry your entire movie music and photo library with you to enjoy anywhere with all of your android devices you can think of it as your entertainment hotspot for your smartphone and tablet so uh, obviously smartphones have a limited uh, drive capacity, but this is effectively a, a wireless external drive for your mobile devices. Absolutely. What it does is it lets you carry, for example, your movies or your photos or your music with you. Up to five people can access them at once. So for example, if you're going on holiday, two kids in the back seat of your car can each have their tablet, be watching a different show, your spouse could be watching a different show, and you can be listening to music all at the same time. Wow, I can see that solving a lot of family arguments. <laughs> I like it. Okay, uh, how big's the drive on this device? It will store up to 750 movies, so you can take your entire movie collection with you, so you don't have to worry about making those tough choices when you travel if your kid's tablets or your tablet doesn't have enough memory for the movies, you can bring them all with you so you don't have to worry about what, what you want to watch in advance. Okay, so here's the killer question then. We're obviously talking on the radio here. I've got a, uh, a NAS storage device at home that holds a bunch of movies as well, but it's huge. If this thing's a portable device, what sort of size are we talking here? The Samsung wireless device is about as big as a regular portable hard drive. It has a battery in it 
that actually you can use to recharge your phone or your tablet. So let me get that right. It, as well as storing 750 movies, it's also a, uh, a portable charging solution. Yes, it allows you to charge your phone or your tablet through a USB port. You just connect the cable to keep you on the go wherever you happen to be. I saw something in the notes about you can also connect to the internet from this device. Yes, the internet isn't always handy, which is why this was uh, why we created this device. But if you have an internet hotspot at home, or maybe you're in a coffee shop, you can connect Samsung Wireless to the other wireless network for internet access, but still have all the content that's easily accessible on your devices. Wonderful. Can you actually upload from your mobile device to this? You can either upload or download to this device. So what you can do, if you have photos or videos on your phone or tablet you want to store on Samsung Wireless, you can easily upload them to Samsung Wireless. Is this only compatible with Samsung devices? Samsung Wireless is compatible with Android devices. We have an Android app that you download from the Google Play Store, and you load that on your Android device. You can also access content through a web browser. So you can use your PC or Mac, log on to the wireless network, and use your web browser to have a very similar experience enjoying your content as you do with the Android app. Okay, David, so you've talked a lot about using this on your portable devices, your smartphones, your Android tablets. Uh, is there anything else this can connect to? Yes, it is compatible with DLNA devices, such as gaming consoles and smart TVs. So, for example, if you have Samsung Wireless in your house, you connect your smart TV to the Samsung Wireless network, and you can enjoy all the movies, photos, and music that's on Samsung Wireless on a big screen instead of having to use your small screen phone. Excellent. I think you guys have thought of everything, haven't you? We do our best, yes. Okay, so this has just launched here in the UK. Can you give us a feel for the uh, kind of price you can expect to pay for Samsung Wireless? You'll be able to buy this for about £130 in the UK, including VAT. Excellent. I'm sold. Can you send me one now? <laughs> I know someone who has them. I'll send one your way. What an amazing bit of kit. You interested? Oh, very interested. I want one. Pete, you know it's my birthday soon. Yes. Surely I could have an early gift. I'll have a word with Samsung for you. All right, thanks. Yeah, cheers. Hi, this is Sue Holderness, Marlene from Only Fools and Horses, and you are listening to the Frequency Cast Technology Show. Okay, now this next little snippet I've got to report. Now, this wasn't researched for us or brought to our attention by any of our listeners or anything. This literally turned up in the post the day before we sat down to record this and it came out with my tax disc reminder and it's a little bit of a warning about the Dartford Crossing. Have you ever been across the Dartford Crossing? Oh, numerous times. From October 2014, that's all going to change. No more paying by cash at the barriers, which is going to be interesting. What they're saying here um, is it will change to be a bit like the London congestion charge where you'll be spotted on a camera and you have to sort of pre or post book. So you can pay in advance for your journey before you cross or you've got until midnight on the following day to pay for the crossing. I think they're going to catch a lot of people out this way. In what way? Say, for example, you just make an emergency journey and you go across the bridge. You're not going to remember 
to pay your £2. Well, that's fine because they'll fine you. I mean, I thought the idea of the bridge was that we were paying the charges until it paid it off and we've paid well over what the bridge cost. And now they're going to try and take even more money. Well, I'm not very happy about this. So, yeah, it is all going to change. Uh, You can pay online by text or at uh, various retailers or over the phone. Uh, You can save a third on your crossings if you create an account and keep it topped up, sort of Oyster card style as far as I can tell. And it will still be free to use the crossing between 10pm and 6am. And there'll be changes to dart tag holders that use those little devices to uh, get across quickly. So uh, all changed from October 2014. Okay, well, I guess we'll just have to embrace it. Hi, this is Susie Perry, and you're listening to Frequency Cast, the UK TV and tech podcast. There we go, Kelly. That's it. Show 100. Roll on number 200. Oh, absolutely. I feel a little sad now. 100's done. Time for a celebratory cup of tea, I think. Oh, absolutely. Might even pull out the chocolate biscuits. Well, it's a crunchy, minty okay, okay. biscuit. We've, chocolate. We've got the biscuit, Barry. So, chocolate. So... Frequency Cast. Now loading. Interaction. Interaction number 100, Kelly. Are you ready? I'm ready. In the last show, we heard from George Waterhouse, who had a very complicated question about how to control TVs over the internet. Do you remember that? Oh, I do. God, it was quite a mouthful. It was. And uh, we had to ask the listeners for help. And uh, one person did get in touch. Oh, yes. Um, He has remained anonymous, but does think he has the solution. He says it's not an entire fix, but Red Rat might do part of what George wants. The link's on our show notes. Yes, Red Rat could be the answer. And next we heard from Steve in Preston. Steve said, congratulations on 100 shows. I'd like to know where you record the show. Do you do it at home or in a studio? How did the idea for a show come about and whatever happened to Carl? In reverse order, Carl is still around. He's still part of the team. He's not on the shows as much as he he used to be because, uh, Kelly, you're far more attractive than Carl. Oh, that's not fair. Carl's beautiful in his own right. Yeah, I'm a cynical person. I like to look at gadgets and things from the future and go, what do we need that for? And I've done that so much today, I feel really proud of myself. Every time you've seen a coloured box with a USB socket on it, you've said, what do we need that for? I went... (laughs) Where did the idea for the show come about? Well, that was actually me and Carl. Originally, we're from, uh, from the radio industry and we got chatting... Uh, about the fact we'd never done a project together. We'd worked together lots, but not on a on a shared project. So, uh, yeah, 2006, we sat down, came up with the idea, couldn't find anything else quite like Frequency Cast out there, so gave it a go. As to where we record the show, well, what you need to be doing, Steve, is looking at our making of video that explains all, and we'll put the link back up to that on our show notes. Yes. Next, we heard from John Clegg about the thermal vacuum kettle we mentioned in the last show. Now, yes, we had a heated debate about this one. Heated debate, do you get it? Yeah, it's very funny. So the idea of a kettle that was effectively a flask and kept water warm so you wouldn't have to do so much reboiling of the kettle. Well, you were anti it, I was pro it, and John has some comments. He says, I think Kelly was right to be sceptical about the Vectra kettle. <laughs> yeah, don't be so smug. Oh, for the wrong reasons. Okay, when you boil water, you drive off dissolved oxygen. Then if you keep it and boil it again, you drive off more and the taste isn't very nice. For that reason, you should use fresh each time. And to do that economically, the Breville hot cup is the ideal solution. I don't disagree, but I must admit, when I fill up a kettle and make a cup of tea, I reboil the same water. I don't pour out the old water and refill the kettle for each drink. 
Well, that's even worse. That there's nothing economical about what you're doing. No, not with a thermal one. An ordinary okay. kettle, if I've got half a kettle and I boil it and make a cup of tea, I then reboil the same water. I don't tip out the water, do you? You don't ever empty the kettle before you boil a new one, do you? Well, I do, only because I'm such a stickler for limescale. <laughs> I'm a little bit of an extreme person. But um, most people don't. Right, Kelly, we need to do an experiment. Can you uh, can you come with me? Let's go, just go through here. Really? Well, we're in the very glamorous setting of the Frequency Cast kitchen. Yes, we are indeed, which can only mean one thing. Well, let's have a look, look at this. We've got a kettle here. Metal kettle? Yes. Okay. Now, let's try this. Fill this up with water and let's see how this works. Okay, now what we're going to do is put the lid on and test this out. Okay, mine's a cup of tea, no sugar. Oh, I see. I see how you've done this. Nice play. There you go, Kelly. And thank you very much to John Clegg for helping me get a nice fresh cup of tea. Oh, yeah. Very well done. So if you've got a question or a comment, we would love to hear from you. Please do get in touch. You can get in touch with us a number of different ways. Of course, now we have social media, which we didn't have in 2006. You can get us on Facebook and Twitter, or you can call and leave us a voicemail. Yes, the old-fashioned way. The number is 0208-133-4567. Or you can get out your old Ericsson phone and send us a text. The number is 07882 043521. It's the cost of a standard text. Or get out your old Windows PDA organiser and uh, send us an email. We can't guarantee it will reach us, but if you do email us, make sure you hit the Contact Us button on our site. With a bit of luck, you'll see us on the next show. Bye-bye. Well, this biscuit, the crunchy, minty biscuit. Frequency cast. Shut down in progress. Thanks for listening to today's Frequency Cast. For news updates and to get in touch with us, go to frequencycast.co.uk. While you're there, click the Add Us to iTunes button. You can also follow us on Facebook and Twitter. Just search for Frequency Cast. Our shows are driven by your feedback, so please get in touch and tell your friends. Frequency Cast.